Cheers on a Friday, baby. How we doing, man? What's up? Fun bag Friday, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you a little bit, man. Uh-oh, what I do? Yesterday, you know, we're talking Phillies, and you, you bring something up, and all day yesterday, I'm just walking around my house going, I'm in the corner watching <laughs> you kiss her. Oh. <laughs> that song's taking over, man. Dude, it's taking <laughs> over, bro. There's a video of Fletcher Cox from... uh. You know the football player in in the stands like going like this he's like a 400 pound like mom <laughs> so crazy man yeah i found it's great i found the origin of how they how why that's their song did you know why no tell me I... so i guess kyle schwarber when he was with the Sox, was he with the red Sox? yeah yeah he's with the red Sox. yeah when he was with the red Sox, that was their theme song and it kind of like got them rallying going into the playoffs but then they lost in the world series and then last year um he brought it to the team and they started singing it they didn't do it this year and then when they were scuffling like around like the all-star break or whatever he's like you know what we got to bring this back so they he brought it back into bp one day and everybody started getting fired up and that's when they really philly started <laughs> to really come together and that's why they're on the or so dude, there's so, dude there's something to be literally there's something to be said about music you know especially in the in the clubhouse dude still to this day two songs hit me Big time, um, um, beer for my horses by Toby Keith. After every game in 2004, we would we would get we would gather around, we'd all grab a Coors Light, and we'd all and we and I would sing. Um, I, I made as a matter of fact, I made the rookies. It, it doesn't. It didn't matter if you were Latino, if you didn't speak English, whatever. You had to know the words "The Beer for My Horses" by Toby Keith, and Juan Castro would pass out to the guys, and they would make sure everybody knew the words. And we would gather around, dude, and our whole team would sing after every game, after every win. Wow. And I look back at that year, dude, 2004. At the break in 2004, we were supposed to be dead last. We were in first place in the, in the NL Central. Like, there was – there's just – obviously, we ran out of pitching in the second half. I mean, that's what, what happened. But in that first half, that camaraderie of bringing the guys together through music – and you know, and 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 doing this little dance, I still have guys text me beer for my horses. They'll still text me that to this day, Dunner or Kernsey or you know, or or Juan Castro. It, it's incredible. So I think back, and also too that '99 team that's not on my wall right now, but that's usually on my wall. <clears throat> that '99 team, it's so funny, dude. I, I've never listened to DMX in my life, <laughs> but Mike Cameron used to play DMX. You know, D. MX wanted you gotta come and get it. You're winning. All you gotta do. What's my name? You know, dude. I could I could do the sing the whole song because that was the song we played like right before we would go out every day. And Cam would hit it, and we'd like give us our music. You know, like Prime says. Nice. <laughs> There's something about music, man, and, and then getting guys together and bringing bringing that that energy, especially in the clubhouse. Can I ask this? I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this or if you're allowed to answer it. Who played the best music in the Yankees locker room, and who played the worst music in the Yankees locker room this year? Why? Well, all I know is I know more Drake. I, I all I know is like, oh my god, I've never listened to more Drake in my life. So Drake, and then there was there was a little bit of a mix of everything. A little Drake, 
uh, some country, some old school. I, a couple times, like I remember one time when Judge is hitting the cage and you know they're getting ready for the game. I'm like, hey, I'm going old school Tupac. I was like, I, I was like, I know we listen to Drake all stuff, but I got to put some Tupac changes on you. I'm putting California love. And, it was great, dude. What was cool was, in, you know, it, it, it was music is so big in those in, the, in all clubhouses and all sports, man. Music gets you going, and you know, and it was cool too. Like, like different guys would come and they have different tunes. So it was, uh, it's same old, same old, dude. But I've been doing it for years. They're still doing it now. That's so good, so good. All right, well, let's get into it. Phil, uh, the Phillies were on the outside uh, watching yesterday last night as they lost two to one. Yeah, walk off a great game, solid game on both sides. And man, did the freaking D backs need that one and almost oh. didn't get it, you know? So, what's your take? Dude, well, they needed that big time. And we, and we were just saying that they're gonna have to bang with the Phillies, but it turned out to be a pitching matchup, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, fought end up dominant with the Diamondbacks, and then Suarez did too. I mean, both those guys were kind of going back and forth. Um, you know, you got to give a shout out to Cattell Marte, right? He has uh, one of the longest postseason game hitting streaks. I didn't even realize that. 12 games yeah. going back to, I think, when he was with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, he came up huge with a couple big hits. But that big hit late in the game, the walk off, you know, bases loaded, got a pitch, a, ter- a tough pitch, too, up and in. Like, just kind of gets inside it and, and hits a soft line to, to center to win the game. But, you know, a lot of, lot of toughness in that game, man. Some missed opportunities here with the Phillies, a couple missed opportunities with the D-backs uh, in the game too. But at the end of the day, that crowd was involved. They were going, you know, it felt like the home field advantage was a, was a part of it again. Yeah. And the, the Diamondbacks and Tori Lavella, man, they've been finding ways to win all year. They did it again, got it to 2-1. I mean, if they go down, any team that goes down 3-0, you, you know, you're in trouble. So to get it to 2-1 yeah. at home is huge. New That's series. Tough. And hey, by the way, props to the bullpen too, because they got a great start. Once they got to the seventh inning, one, two, three innings pitched, one hit, one walk, four strikeouts for that bullpen from the seventh inning on. That's pretty Yeah, that's huge. And Chinch as well, you know as well as I do, brother. When you get to this stage, especially the championship series and all throughout the playoffs, your bull you rely heavy on your bullpen. And, And you know, and even yesterday, you know, it's it's the old adage, even fought was doing so well, but they didn't want to go that third time around the lineup. You know, I mean, even though he had nine punchies, five and two thirds, uh, and then the, the bullpen was able to come in and finish it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, wait, let's flip over to the other side real quick before we, we start previewing anything. The Astros anomaly continues, dude. They either hate home life or something's going on there. You would think, and the, the, the irony of this entire thing was that the Astros, you know, years ago were cheating at home. They're just. <laughs> There must be like louder drums on a road nowadays <laughs> because they dominate on a road. They can't win at home. Dusty Baker, two days in a row, he's like, I don't get it. I've never seen anything like this. Dusty Baker's been in in baseball for seventy years, and he's like, I've never seen anything like what's happening right now with our home road splits. What can you put a finger on it at all? What 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 are the home road splits? I didn't see that. Oh my god, I think they were under five hundred during the year, and I think I don't have it off the top of my head, so nobody kill me on this. But I think like. All but one of their wins in the postseason is on the road, dude. Wow. And, and they can't win at home. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's got to. It's just whatever. It's crazy. It's just. It's fluke. I think you know. It's just one of the one of those things. But I mean, looking at that game, man. You know, they're down two nothing going into going into Texas, mm-hmm. and talk about coming out banging, man. I mean, you look at you look at yesterday's you look at yesterday's st- uh, box score. Let me get let me get you some of these stats. So they had 11 hits. 
They uh, Altuve had two triples. Bregman had that big uh, two doubles. Bregman had that big triple. Scored a couple runs. Abreu hits the huge three run homer. And if you see Alvarez before the batter before Abreu yesterday is two feet from a grand slam. Mm-hmm. So they were they were all over all night. Alvarez ends up having two hits, drives in three. Abreu drives in three. You know McCormick had a big hit, but you talk about Altuve three hits, Bregman two ribbies. Remember what I talk about the stars come out when this all happens. Yep. They play that song in Texas and in, in, in Houston. Stars are bright, <laughs> big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas, right? And uh, you know, this is why this lineup is still we 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 tend sometimes to forget about the Astros because they've been so good. But then when postseason time comes, you go, Oh wow, Altuve's still there, Bregman's still there, Alvarez is still there. They added a Brayu. Tucker's not having a great postseason. That's how good this lineup is. You know, McCormick's, you know, Rakin Pena was the MVP last year. He's kind of getting things going. So they also changed another thing that seven walks. This yep. lineup is going to battle you, man. You're not just going to, you know, you're, they're not just chasing pitches. They had 11, uh, 11 hits and seven walks. And a lot of those hits were damage hits. So uh, kudos to the, you know, hats off, hats off to the Astros and Dusty Baker for tying this thing up at two. We now have a new series, man. And, and the, the greatest thing about this, it's the race to four, baby. It's the race to four. So we'll see what happens. And you talk about walks and approaches and stuff. We talked about Brantley the other day. How about, like you said, Jose Abreu, man. How about one for two, two walks, two runs, three ribbies, and he goes, yep. I mean, the guy's the guy has been hitting 300 since he was in the womb, I think. But yeah. And, and, and Chinch, he didn't have that great of a year. He was the big, I, he was I, their I, big free agent acquisition was Abreu. And you're like, ah, kind of went up and down. Duty. He's an RBI machine. He drove in, still drove in 90 runs this year. Still drove in 90 runs. And now you're seeing that, you know, didn't really have his power stroke all year. He's got, it doesn't matter, I guess, at the end of the day, if you get in and then your power stroke shows up in the postseason, that's what you want anyhow. He's got four homers and he's crushing them. I mean, his home run last night was second deck. He's hitting like all his four home runs have been bombs. I know three of them have. Right. No, the absolute bombs. The other thing, the other thing is momentum. Like I, I hate the off days. So there's no off day today. So, you know, right now, you know, turn, turn the page. It's Friday, five Oh seven Eastern Houston versus Texas and eight Oh seven Eastern Phillies versus uh, Arizona uh, Verlander going tonight for Houston. I mean, you talk about a dude, the season he's had, he's with the Mets for that whole time. And now he's he goes back in Houston. It's almost like when Clemens was bouncing back and forth between the Yankees and 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 Houston, right? I mean, what what you now? He didn't have the greatest start last time around, did he? So no, he did. He did. Oh, he I did. Believe, oh no, I believe he did. Yeah. Let me see. Landed postseason. Yeah, I think his. I think his. I think his his start. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, you're right. My bad. He's got two starts. Going they, they, they lost. They lost the game, but I believe he pitched pretty well, right? Oh yeah, you're right. He's got 12-22 innings pitched, 11K so far. My bust. In the 23 yeah. Oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. so. Well, this is – if you're the Astros, this is best-case scenario for you. You go, you go down 2-0. If you go down 3-0, now you're really grinding. You know what I mean? Even if even though you have Verlander in game five, you know, are you going to get to game five? Right. Now that you, you tied up a two, you got Verlander coming back in game five, which is the swing game, you know, to get it to 3-2. I mean, the Astros have just flipped this series in a hurry. Yeah. You know, advantage Astros with with the way you know Verlander's been pitching, and and the way those guys are swinging the bats right now, especially on the road, like we were talking about. This could be uh, 
this could be a, a swing game right here for the Astros to get it yeah. back 3-2 to back going back to Houston. Yeah, and so now Philly's still up 2-1 in the other series. Is this, like, I mean, obviously every game is a must-win. It's such a corny thing. But, like, can the D-backs come back if they go down 3-1 in this series? This is a must-win for the D-backs, in my, in my opinion. You know, this is a must-win must for them. Um, and I think this will probably be a heavy bullpen game for, for the Diamondbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Tor Lovello, you know, is probably going to um, – you know, w w with Mantiply, uh, you know, with him starting today, it's it's going to be more of a bullpen game. So, that, you know, he's going to have to navig navigate a lot. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think for me, the, this is the, the, the Diamondbacks have got to get this game. They've got to get this game because to get it to 2-2, to win three in a row is tough. So you, you'd have to think the Phillies are going to get at least one of these games and then swinging it back to the bank. So, I mean, for me, this is a must win. You do not want to go down 3-1 to the Phillies. And, you know, even if you win that one game to get it to 3-2, now you go back to the bank and you're down 3-2. So this is a must win for the Diamondbacks. I wonder how much Diamondbacks players hate that song now. Like, just hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is catchy, though. Uh, I, I listened to it all morning again today because I was thinking this. I did a little deep dive into I, I wonder how much money like those guys residually make when things like this happen. Like, like Stranger Things, there was a song in Stranger Things from like 1984 uh, oh, yeah. in the last season of it. Like one of those really cool, like edgy 80s. Yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, I forgot what it is. It's hard to yeah. sing. We can't sing it. Dang it. The octave for it. But, but yeah. that woman went, she went back to number, she was number one on a chart for like four <laughs> months after that. And she, she had not recorded a song since like 1986. I know. It's incredible. Dude, and, and, oh, dude it's also like Creed. Yes. Creed with that song hired. That's Texas Rangers theme song. So, yeah. I love that. That's another really cool thing about the postseason in, in sports. Uh, I noticed the other night, Philly's, uh, like during like one of the stretches, the uh, the entire cast of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was out there and they were waving towels on the field and stuff. It's so cool when like the community yeah. comes comes and like oh. follows the teams, you know, I'm sure you no, get it's it plenty of times. Oh, it's real. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? When in, in 2006, when, you know, you go, you win the um, you win the we the, when when Maglio won the, the walk off to go to the World Series, we go to to Chris Chelios's bar called Chelly's. And there's Kid Rock, dude. And I'm like, wow. Kid Rock. And he's there, like, he's like DJing a little, like, little private party up, upstairs. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, Kid Rock thinks this is cool. And Eminem's coming out to the games. And there's Bob Seeger. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, the stars come out for the, you know, when, when this starts, you know, happening. So it is, it is pretty cool. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Nice. All right. Uh, we're going to get you moving. You got a haircut today. You got a lot of appointments today. What, what, what do you got? Planned? Uh, yeah, I got a little haircut today. Real nice. Um, <clears throat> I'm heading out. I'm heading out this weekend to uh, uh, Ed oh. and Jill Vetter are putting on their uh, EB um, uh, fundraiser. So uh, I, I think you can go to ebrp.com. Check that, that out. Chinch. Can you find that? Yeah, explain what they do and I'll find it out. Find yeah. It. So man, EB is a, uh, um, it's a it's a, a terrible disease disease that like um, a lot of kids, but also adults get that you know you're born with it and it's like your skin if you touch your skin it like just comes off it's like it, it's 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 terrible and you almost have to wrap yourself every day to avoid like touching stuff it's one of the worst diseases ever and Jill's um, friends I believe son had it yeah. and they were like you know what Jill Vetter like. 
I think it's been like almost 13 years now was like, we're going to cure this. And Ed's jumped on board too. And they've, they've raised a ton of money over the years and they're they're, they're getting close to a cure. If you can believe it, they wow. already have a, they just came out with a cream in February after all these years of research, February, put the cream on it really, really takes away a ton of the, of the pain. Can you imagine having raw skin all the time? That, like no, that's on your face. Recurrent. Yeah. Blister formation. Yeah, I get it. I, yeah. Oh, think it's, about it's time awful. you ever get one blister and your and how horrible that is and how long it takes to to heal all over your body every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so okay. what they did they have this new cream that goes on. It's really starting to like give more comfort to a lot of people and, and it's working. So Ed's got this huge fundraiser this weekend in Seattle. And uh, you know, can you see where you can donate? There's there's gotta be a place where we could EBR, I think it's, I should have had it ready, but well, I believe there's a good thing to look up is ebresearch.org. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. ebresearch.org. I believe you yeah. could, you can donate there. It looks like uh, Eddie also has it. There's a Facebook page you can go to. Just Google, honestly, folks, Google Eddie Vetter EB, like boy research yeah. foundation and you'll, you'll find plenty of, I'm looking at, there's tons of articles here, but man, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It's going to, it's going to be awesome. So we're going that we're going down there to Seattle. He's also playing the event is Sunday night for the charity. And then Monday Ed's playing at Benura hall there. Wow. Uh, this is going to be really cool. You got to be staying for that. Oh right? yeah. I'm staying Monday night. Yeah. I'm staying Monday night. I think I'm coming back to He's playing Monday and Tuesday there, but they're, you know, it's it's a it's a great cause, man. So, like for anybody out there listening, please do that. Go Google Eddie Vetter EB. It'll take you right to the site where you could donate and help out and and help us get a cure. Um, you know, for these for the kids and 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 anybody that that is uh, you know, that has to deal with this awful awful disease every day. Yeah, good work by them and good work by you getting over there. How, how do you? Would you fly? Would you fly first class? To go yeah, there? no, no, <laughs> no. I'm fine. I I, I I do fly first class because. Dude, six foot four, I had a double pulmonary embolism about nine years ago. That changed everything for me. I'm like, no more sitting in row 19B between uh, two dudes. <laughs> All right, we'll save travels. We're just chilling. <laughs> what, Chich, what are you doing, bro, this weekend? Tomorrow, we're just chilling out. It's just me and Jess Saturday. And then Sunday, you know, I'm pretty much work on Sundays. I mean, it's not really work. I'm watching football all day. It's just an excuse to say I'm working, but <laughs> chilling out, hanging out, cleaning up the yard a little bit. You're not, you're not closing the pool yet. Are you? I don't want you to get depressed. No, I'm not. I'm going to wait at least one more week until it, <laughs> I'm going to make it, I'm going to let it freeze and then skate on it all winter. <laughs> are you going <laughs> to put goals at each end? You and Jess one-on-one before you go to, before you go to bed, you're like, how about some one-on-one hockey on the pool real quick? Before yeah, exactly. Before you go to bed. That's it. All right. Um, so we do. Was... Th th hey, there's your cold tub, bro. You don't need to go get the nice cold tub. You got a freaking pool, dude. That's you kidding me? All you have to do is jump in in the winter and be in business. Yeah, all right, I'll try to do that. All right, well, have fun on your travels, man. Have a great weekend, everybody at home. Have a great weekend, and we'll, we'll be back at it next week. All right, bro. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you Monday, and uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be coming from Seattle on Monday. All right, cool. Coming from Seattle on Monday. All right, bro. Love you, man, and uh, everyone out there. Have a incredible weekend. Let's get it. Ain't none in my way. Whatever. Uh, Dancing on my own. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> See you, buddy.